Before we get started, I want to tell you about my experience with Own It Fitness. Own It Fitness is a place that helped me discover my fitness goals. They did a full evaluation of my physical condition, and they set out a plan for me to be able to meet my goals. And on top of that, they found a way to be able to work with my busy schedule. And they can do that for you as well. Own It Fitness is the perfect place for professionals to find the friends that they need to help them meet their physical goals. If you're looking for a place that can help you, if you're looking for a place that's friendly and a place that will help you confidently meet the physical goals that you have for yourself, then check out Own It Fitness. They're on the corner of Mallory and Blakeow. This episode has been brought to you by Fremont Bank. Fremont Bank has been serving people and businesses in our community for over 60 years. For more information about the Fremont Bank, check out episode 104 on the Fremont Podcast. This episode has also been brought to you by Minutemen Press. If you are looking for design or printing needs, reach out to them. Let them know you heard about them on the Fremont Podcast. They'll give you 20% off on your first order. Banter Bookshop is your local go-to for all your reading resources. If they don't have it on the shelf, you can ask them and they can order it for you. Check them out on Capitol Avenue. Let them know that you heard about them on the Fremont Podcast. If you are looking to buy or sell a home, check out Petroselli Homes on Niles Boulevard. Gary Williams here. Some friends of mine are making a difference in the community, and one of the ways they're doing that is helping to sponsor this podcast. Petroselli Homes Realty Group is a boutique brokerage service located in downtown Niles. They offer a personal and intentional touch to the home buying and selling market. They take the time to learn each client's story, much like this podcast, because to them, the first step in linking buyers to the home of their dreams starts with understanding and a great deal of trust. John and Jennifer Petroselli have had the honor of helping countless buyers and sellers make effective real estate decisions to plant their roots, raise their families, expand their wealth, or simply relax and retire. So if what I've described is what you might be looking for in a realtor, I suggest getting in touch with Petroselli Homes on Niles Boulevard in downtown Niles. Now, coming to you straight from Fremont, California, this is the Fremont Podcast, dedicated to telling the stories of the past and present of the people and places of the city of Fremont, one conversation at a time. Now, here's your host, Ricky B. Hello, Fremont. You are listening to episode number 15. That's right, episode number 15 of the Fremont Podcast. Well, today I have a friend with me who is from right here in Fremont, and uh, he is the owner of Vallejo Street Dahlias. Um, Max has lived here most of his life, and he has taken what once was a hobby that he learned from his father and his family members and turned it into a small business. But more than that, Max has found a way to use his business and his passion to bring a little bit more beauty to our community and to make Fremont a little bit of a better place. So if you want to be inspired and if you want to learn more about this little business thriving down in Niles, uh, then you want to listen to this episode. So stay tuned and listen to my conversation with Max from Vallejo Street Dahlias. 
Today, I am with a very special friend. Uh, Max Critchfield is the founder and owner of Vallejo Dahlia Farm. I don't know. Is that, is that Vallejo right? Street Dahlias? V- Vallejo Street Dahlias. Um, and for those who are not familiar with flowers, the first time that I ever saw uh, Max's dahlias. I think I first saw them at Devout Coffee because he would bring mm. them in and, and kind of donate. Um, well, I don't know if it was donate or if there was some deal going on, but um, <laughs> that he would have them on the counter in yeah. the in the shop, and I thought they were fake. Like uh, mm. I did not know about dahlias until that point. And I just thought it was <laughs> amazing that somebody could make something fake that looked so beautiful, but it wasn't fake. It was actually real flowers. So anyway. Max responsible. Max is responsible for the dahlias that show up around here, around Nile. So, Max, it's good to have you on on the Fremont podcast. Man, I'm excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, man. And I I will say this too. And uh, I want to I want you to tell us a little bit about this uh, before we get into the whole uh, dahlia farm thing. But sure. um, we, you and I, I've been here, you know, going on eight years, and you're one of the first people that I met and became friends with. Uh, when we moved here uh, that long ago, and I've known you uh, that long, but back then I don't think you were growing dahlias. So tell me a little bit about your past, and uh, did you grow up in Fremont? How did you get here, and what what were you doing before you started growing and selling dahlias? Yeah, so I did grow up in this area. I was born over in Oakland, uh, and my family, we moved here to Niles when I was five, and uh, spent my childhood here, and then went away to college, went, went up to UC Davis, and then I came down. I lived in Benicia for almost nine years, and then about six years ago, we moved back to Niles. And um, kind of our Dahlia journey started a few years before that. But yeah, I'm a native of the East Bay, love it here, and love being a part of this community. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think that um, uh, when we first met you, I think I felt like uh, you were someone who really uh, loved Fremont, and uh, I, I could just tell that you kind of made up uh, for me a historical cultural aspect of Fremont that uh, really drew me in. So um, I I love that. But so so what got you into dahlias? Like what? And specifically dahlias. Tell me that story. How did you get into all this? Yeah. Um, so I would say it's probably about 10 years ago now. We were living in Benicia and we had a condo, which did not have a yard. Um, I I grew up, you know, gardening. My, my dad actually for a few years leased some land over on Peralta. There's like a field. It's next to the a mortuary. I forget what the mortuary is called. Oh yeah, but it, uh, it's kind of over kitty corner to like Mojo's and maybe that taco truck or it's it's before that. Okay, okay. Uh, maybe it's Chapel of the Roses. But anyway, it's okay. like right after yeah. Maori and P- Peralta split. So my dad leased that land and we like grew cantaloupes and tomatoes there just just because pretty much. Hmm. So <laughs> kind of grew up <laughs> just kind of being outside and gardening and things like that. And so 10 years ago, uh, my uncle brought some tubers, which are kind of the roots that dahlias grow from. He brought them to like an Easter family dinner and just said, hey, he was living in San Francisco. I think dahlias are the official city flower of of SF. Wow. And he and his roommate, um, 
were growing these in, at their house. He was part of a, the Dahlia Society, I think, of San Francisco. And so he's like, hey, here's these tubers, which is, they kind of look like skinny potatoes. He brought them to the dinner and said, hey, you know, these are like cool flowers. You should take some home and grow them. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so like, as I mentioned, I didn't have a yard or anything. I had a few pots on a patio. And so I just put them in these pots and I watched them kind of come up over the course of the season. And they just... I was entranced, basically, and wow. I just kind of fell down this rabbit hole that I'm still falling down, basically, <laughs> that every year since, we've pretty much grown more. Like, it was two that season, and then I grew, I think, six, and then I took over a neighbor's yard. I grew, like, 20, and then I grew 50, and uh, it's just kind of gone on And for there. a long time, when you first started doing this, at least when you first started uh, the, the business concept and, and pursuing that, um, you were growing all of these in Niles, like, in... Vallejo Street, right? <laughs> That's right. That's where the name comes from. Uh, we live on Vallejo Street and we grow dahlias. Okay. So <laughs> it was very self-explanatory and we thought it had a nice ring to it. Uh, so yes, until until a year ago, we were only growing in Niles. We started with like 50 and then we took over our neighbor's yard and grew 300 plants for the last few wow. years. Yeah. Wow. So, uh, so... I think you explained this to me once before, but for anybody who might um, not be aware of dollies, and you kind of described it here just a moment ago, but I want to come back to it. Sure. And that is, um, so when you when you say tuber, I think when you first mentioned tuber and you kind of even showed me like the process that you're going through in, uh -huh. in, in planting and, and, and cultivating and harvesting, um, how does like a tuber, what, you know, tubers kind of look like Roots. They they kind of look like uh, p like gnarly potatoes, I guess. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. And then how do they differ from like say I, I know like we talk about tulip bulbs. Yeah. So what's what you know? Not that this is a you know botanical <laughs> lesson here or anything like that, but tell me a little sure. bit about the difference between tubers and like bulbs and all that stuff. Yeah, you know tubers. They what's interesting about them is that they, they kind of multiply underground each season. So there's different ways. In some other parts of the world, they plant like their fields of dahlias from what they call cuttings, which are just kind of little pieces you cut off of other plants. I mean, people who grow, who cultivate house plants, they're familiar with that, with that concept. But um, basically, yeah, the, the tuber is just part of like the root structure of the plant. So like we plant in just a few weeks, we're going to be planting our tubers. Um, out in our field. And over the course of the season, you know, a big plant, three, four, five feet tall comes up and the plant produces more tubers kind of around its stock over the course of the season. And so that what we then do, you know, in the winter in November, basically, is we dig up those, those root balls pretty much. And each of them, they can be split up in such a way that each part of the roots can then become a new plant. So that's kind of how we propagate and grow our field. We grow the amount of dahlias that we produce. And then we also sell to people who want to grow those in their home gardens and things like that. So um, I think with two like bulbs, other things, obviously I'm not an expert in those other ones, mm -hmm. but I don't think they multiply at the same level that okay. dahlias do. Okay. So when you have a tuber sale, like you, you, I think you're in the middle of one right now. When yeah. you have a tuber sale, so those are all the tubers that have you've dug up from previous years, um, getting other people to go ahead and plant their own. Exactly. Um, and then you're going to use some of those to for next year's right. harvest or this coming year's harvest. Exactly. Yeah, that's yeah. great. Mm -hmm. Well, I I think it's awesome. Um, I know that. Uh, 
I can find, I've, like, like I mentioned at the beginning, you can find your dahlias around town in different places. Uh, but one of the main places that people can find their dahlias if they want to purchase them from you is the Niles Farmer's Market on Saturday morning. Is that correct? That's right. That's kind of our main market where we've been selling the longest and it's really convenient for us because it's right around the corner from our house. Mm-hmm. And um, we also, we've started selling on a platform called Gather Flora which uh, they have a stall at the San Francisco Flower Mart and they connect kind of local sustainable flower growers with florists and the public. And so that's been a really great partnership for us to provide florals to interested florists who then use those for weddings or special events or bouquets, things wow, like that. Wow, that's, that's great. And, and, um, and as you've grown your business now, I mean, because I'm starting to see... Um, an expansion here that's uh, really, really exciting. Um, and I know it's something that is a, a passion of yours that you want to see grow. You've now expanded from growing just on Vallejo Street to uh, south of here as well. Tell me a little bit about that and how, you know, how's that going? What What's going on uh, down south? Yeah. So like, as I mentioned kind of agriculture, gardening has been a part of our family story. Um, my grandfather, Uh, He actually, they were growing strawberries over in Newark. In fact, I think they they kind of took over his farmland, uh, his strawberry field to build the new the Newark City Hall or police station. Um, So um, we've kind of been growing in the Bay for generations, and so I think it's it's meaningful to me personally to be a part of that story of our family and our region, and so. after kind of my grandfather got out of strawberry farming, he worked at Leslie Salt for like 30 or 40 years, wow. like the rest of his life. Hmm. And my uncles did as well. And, um, <clears throat> and so when my grandfather passed away recently, um, his house fell to my, my mom and her siblings, and they kind of wanted to return to that agricultural history of our family. And so they wanted to take kind of the proceeds of the sale and purchase you know, maybe some, some farmland. And we kind of have some property out in the valley um, that we lease to a farmer. Um, but it's not exactly a destination out there, you know, where you want to go and spend time. <laughs> um, so they were like, maybe someplace like a little nicer, you know, where we want to go and visit. So they were looking in the Santa Cruz area. And uh, this piece of farmland uh, was about five acres with kind of a rundown, emphasis on rundown farmhouse on it. And in fact, there were some some buyers previous to us who they they accepted their offer before ours, but they couldn't get a mortgage, a loan for the place because it was so bad. So um, they came back to us and my my mom and her siblings had cash from my grandfather's sale. So we purchased this property just like a year and a half ago. um, And my mom said, hey, you could grow as many flowers as you want on this property. It has a well. Wow. And um, it's just a very fertile, beautiful area. You know, most of the strawberries that are grown, I think, in the country come from Watsonville. Mm. They grow berries there, Brussels sprouts. You know, there's just... Mil, you know, millions of acres of just beautiful land. So we feel mm-hmm. super fortunate to have a great space. This is it's a part of our family and um, to grow beautiful flowers. Yeah. So. And you made another big step. You and I just talked about this before we started recording, but you made another big step in your business. You've got an employee that's working for you. Yeah. <laughs> and and she's primarily uh, centered down in, in the Watsonville area then. Right. Yeah. I think, you know, as a small business, kind of your first big step is 
just going beyond you. You know, a lot of times I tell people like, yeah, Vallejo Street Dahlias, but it's like, it's just me. You know, (laughs) my business has a name. It's just me. But um, for it to continue and grow, it's like it has to be more Mm -hmm. than me, you know, for it to kind of have a life and a sustainability. Mm -hmm. Um, So that was a big step for us. We hired Ella. She's great. And um, yeah, she lives down in the area. And so it's just fun to see people share the passion that we have for what we do and sharing beauty with people. And um, so that's an exciting addition for our 2022 season and beyond. That's awesome. Well, Max, I know you as well. You're an artist. Uh, you have a, you capture a vision and you've got ideas, um, an idea guy. Um, so as you, as you are owner, operator of this business, yeah. and as you are... Um, really a, a, a Fremont resident, lifelong, for the most part. Um, what is it that you envision for maybe yourself or you, you envision um, Vallejo da- uh, Street Dahlias being exactly in our community? What is it that you, uh, lo- maybe maybe what you already see in the Fremont community that you love, but that's something that maybe you feel like this uh endeavor of yours is is also bringing to the community and and you hope to contribute to the community what does that what does that look like yeah yeah i think you know we've um kind of a recent tagline which has always kind of been my heart and and kind of driving passion that we've just kind of put words on is is this um, idea of stewarding beauty by the bay and like a steward is someone who's like kind of entrusted with something significant and you're carrying it forward. And I kind of feel that way with like the tubers, the dahlia varieties that we grow, we dig them up, we plant them again. And the thing about a dahlia variety is that um, it's it's only propagated from root to root or cutting to cutting, you know? So if there are varieties that people stop growing, they just disappear, you know? And uh, because of Dahlia genetics, which I won't get into, it's kind of almost impossible to get that again Wow! in the exact hmm. same way, you know? So we really feel like it is sort of this being entrusted with this beauty that makes a difference for people, like especially in this last season, you know, where there's just, it was really hard and people, it was hard to find, you know, um, you know, optimism sometimes or yeah, hope exactly that people would come at, to the farmer's market and say, this is like the highlight of my week is just walking away from wow. here with a handful of flowers in my hand. And just reminding me that the beauty exists in the world that, you know, that, uh, the sun's going to come up again. <laughs> and it was just, you know, people say that, but especially in this last season, it was like, I, I feel that, mm. you know, and mm. that, um, just holding these flowers in my hand, maybe it reminds me of somebody who's passed on, that, mm. you know, flowers meant something to them or just that, today's going to be okay, you know, and that flowers, it doesn't mean that for everybody, but it can mean that for many people. Mm. And so, um, I think that's part of the driving why for us, at Vallejo street dahlias is just what flowers can mean, uh, just to, to give hope to people Mm. that, that like, you know what, beautiful things exist in the world. Mm. And, um, I'm going to keep going, you know, because I just, I saw this beautiful flower, like you pointed out, a lot of people look and like, this seems fake. Um, (laughs) I mean, that's part of the dahlia hole. I felt fallen down is there's this, practically infinite variety under the Dahlia umbrella, which is kind of why we're just like staying in that lane. Cause there's so much to know about them and so many, you can start hybridizing your own types. We have a few like things we're hoping to kind of introduce in, in, in coming years, like our own varieties of Dahlias and things like that. And, um, so I think that's what we enjoy is partnering with other people and people you've had on your podcast. who just have a vision for, mm. 
in, inspiring through beauty. You know, people, yeah. whether that's taking pictures, whether that's, you know, making confections or whatever that is, brewing coffee. Um, and those are the people we like to run with and, uh, just stewarding beauty is that's really awesome. something that drives us in the community. Yeah. That's awesome. As you were talking there, I just had this vision of maybe 20, 30 years down the road, uh, people come to Fremont and Fremont's kind of known for their dahlias <laughs> and they kind of think back, where did this start? And they realize that the Vallejo street dahlias was kind of like this birthing point of mm. people really adopting dahlias into their home and into their lives. And it actually becomes a place of memory and hope and, um, maybe, um, you know, a turn of events past COVID <laughs> to where sure. the Dahlia kind of becomes this representative of new life and, and, mm. and new beauty. So that would be I, beautiful. I love that, man. Well, before we go, I want to ask you about one more thing that I'm, I would have to, I actually have to say that I'm a bit jealous of, but, um, okay. I want you to tell me <laughs> about your bus. Um, because, (laughs) because, because I love that thing. Every once in a while I see it parked out, uh, Niles, uh, the Niles farmer's market. Um, and for people who might not know who it belongs to, Max (laughs) is the, uh, is the owner the, the proud owner of that bus. So tell me a little bit about your bus as we wrap things up. Sure. We, we call it Rosie, the Rosie bus. And, uh, you can follow us on Instagram at the Rosie bus. And, uh, (laughs) it's a 1969 Gillig bus. Uh, it was made here in Hayward. It rolled off the line the day after Thanksgiving in 1969. So wow. it's uh, wow. it's very beautiful. It was a former church bus, and it's just it's been maintained and used basically since then. And um, it's just beautiful. Mm. And obviously, you know, being an, a flower person, you know, like it shouldn't be surprising that I'm an aesthetic person. And uh, I have a bus driver license. I actually got when I was up at UC Davis driving the bus. So um, I saw it, and it was just going to kind of go to a junkyard or something. Mm. And I was just like, man, this bus deserves a second life. You know, it needs to be appreciated (laughs) and loved. So, um, you know, we just kind of negotiated a sale for it and they let it go for pretty cheap. And so the vision is to turn it into what's maybe commonly called a schoolie, which is kind of like building an RV inside the shell of the bus. So we've taken out all the seats. It's mechanically sound. Obviously, you know, they don't build them like they used to. It's really bulletproof. It just kind of like, <laughs> it's start up, go and stop. Like, that's what it does. What it does. Um, <laughs> you know, like, obviously cars now, a lot more complex. This is very simple. Yeah. And um, it's just very beautiful. So we, yeah. uh, we had it. We had it painted by an amazing group. I think it was called Davis Painting in uh, Sacramento. And, and yeah, we've had some projects come to an end. We're trying to, trying to simplify as a family and as a business. And so I'm hoping that this is the season that I really make headway. I'm building out the bus. I have three kids and we're excited yeah. to kind of adventure in it and, uh, you know, maybe rent it out as an Airbnb or yeah. something like yeah, that. that you know? like a great idea. Uh, it's, yeah. it's a really cool thing. And I think it is, it's a similar, it's aligned with our passion for the flowers of just, this is something beautiful. We want people to enjoy. Wow. So, yeah. Thanks for asking lo- about it. No, I love it, man. I do. Um, and, uh, I, I want to thank you for stewarding the beauty that you've been given and that, uh, you see around, you see around you. I do think it's, uh, people like you and you personally who see that vision and really do something about it. And I think we mm. see that in, uh, people, scattered throughout Fremont, which I think is amazing. Um, but I just love the fact that, um, uh, in, in the presence of the Silicon Valley, we see, we see these things 
these very physical, tangible, mm. beautiful things um, being stewarded by people like you. And it yeah. makes a difference. Mm. It makes a difference. So thank you. Thanks for yeah. saying that. Thanks for being on the podcast, podcast Max, and look forward to seeing you guys more uh, around town and at the Niles Farmers Market. You're welcome. Follow us at, at Vallejo Street Dahlias and uh, you check us out at vsdahlias.com. And uh, we'd love to connect with yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. And be sure to pick up some uh, merchandise because they've got some great stuff coming out. Absolutely. Uh, all the time. So pick, pick it up there. Wear it around. Support them. Support Fremont. And uh, let's make a difference. Thanks so much. Yeah. You've been listening to the Fremont Podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever it is that you listen so you don't miss an episode. And if you're so inclined, leave a kind review so that others can find the podcast. To stay connected with us, you can find links to our social media and other content at thefremontpodcast.com. This episode was hosted, edited, and produced by Ricky B. Music provided through soundstripe.com. I'm Gary Williams. Join us next week on the Fremont Podcast. Muggins Media. Thank you for listening to the Fremont Podcast. If you are an individual or a business that would like to be a sponsor partner on the podcast, please reach out at thefremontpodcast at gmail.com or you can go to our website, thefremontpodcast.com and you can reach out to us through our contact form. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing and thank you for your support.